Welcome to Crypto Roundup Africa. Crypto Roundup Africa is a weekly recording session where we invite industry experts and speakers to discuss technical and fundamental trends, macro thesis, and newsworthy events surrounding blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, and digital assets as it relates to Africa. Hello, what's up? Yo, man. Good, man. What's up? How's it right. Good to have you here. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, thanks everyone else has joined. Sorry for being a little bit late. Uh, go either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. And I guess the idea of this um this this week's episode is <clears throat> I would like to hear from you guys. I mean the community. We'd like to hear whether they're questions or their ideas, whatever. Just we want to make this as conversational as possible. And um I'm going to address the fact that we're not bringing the guest this week. Um we had the guest lined up, but some some schedules change. Especially they they are very busy people. The the person was were bringing, so he has some very important things to attend to. So I guess we'll get him on, on that day. So for today, we just we just like this to be more. So just talk. I mean, maybe you have any questions or you have anything you like us to know. I mean, as far as crypto goes, no no one is an island. So I would like to learn from you guys too. So that's the point of um, tonight's uh, podcast. Yeah, we got a request, so we're going to add this person. Yeah. I want to do that, though, should I? And you, um, shout out to Joel, man. Joel, thank you so much for all you do. Yeah, man, he's the plug, man. Like, he's the <laughs> boss. <laughs> Very oh, Authority now, man. We have yeah. a speaker, but I can't hear anything. That's me, man. Hello, Dele. Can you hear us? I can't hear anyone. So, yeah, let's just piggyback a little bit to the past two, three weeks. You said this month is going to be bearish price action. And okay, Abby, Abby. <laughs> we have a new, we have a new. Abby dance. <laughs> That podcast is, is, it is, thankfully, I don't know, I can't hear anyone. Is it me or am I just speaking over someone? Uh, hi, Nonso, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can hear. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nonso, yeah, thank you for joining, man. Yeah, what's up? I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have you, man. And how's the week been? Uh, it's been bearish. Or has it been bullish? This week has been very confusing. I don't know if it is bearish or bullish. It points like 10, 20% in a day. I'm talking about alts now, not Bitcoin. And the thing, the auto drops again, then it pumps again and it drops again. So I don't really know. But, but the good thing is every time we've dropped, it has been bought back immediately. So I guess that's, that is bullish. I mean, uh, macro speaking. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I won't lie. Like, I panicked this week and I <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stop losses are not a bad thing actually. I mean, stop losses helps you like reduce your loss. So yeah, I mean, that well, is that is. I so it's like the first time I set like stop losses on my sports bag. I mean, like mm. I panic, like I it's old and I bought back in slightly lower. I just didn't buy mm. some things back. I'm like, it's fine. I'll just I'll just like hold this money and consolidate. But for me, I panic because experiencing like the last two months deep. Obviously, yeah. like, I just came into crypto like earlier this year, maybe like mad and like i was very comfortable and when the deep came like i held it through <laughs> but like like knowing what can happen with a mini bear market i promise i promise yeah, like yeah. 
want to see. I do not want to see serum at three dollars again. So I panic. <laughs> um, I, I panic. That's that is the thing. I mean, as far as like psychology goes, I mean, trading wise, you remember, especially if you've been here for the mean, like the the mean when when the bull bear run started, any small dip in the market, it immediately reminds you of that, and you kind of like make bad decisions. So I guess um, I've been writing something on um, trading systems. I mean, I started on you know newsletter. I started um, this week. I would um, unpack it as we go along. I mean, it has been. I mean, as far as there's a difference between knowing what to do and actually executing that thing. But I feel I feel like the knowledge doesn't doesn't hurt either. So yeah, as far as trading systems go, the best thing to do is to try to trade. Um, I mean, be a systematic trader. It doesn't matter what market is doing. If the market is bearish, then you favor shorts. If the market is bullish, you favor long. So there's no point like trading against the market. So as far as we we are humans, we can't see, but we can't uh, remove our emotions from trading. But that is that is kind of being able to like um, have a system that you stick to no matter what is going to save you a lot of um, emotional um, zigzagness or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the stop loss. That is not. I'll just. Hey, I'll just like to ask generally, like, like what technique or like psychology do you use to like retain your profits? Because like a lot of time we're sitting in unrealized profits in this game, and mm-hmm. I, we know like the market can take it all, like can take it away. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. what what practice do you use to like ensure that? I mean, like, you, like you cannot win every time. You can't win this market, but to win enough, like to retain, like, like, how, like, what's your retain, like, profit retaining strategy? Because like me, I'm like. Like I'm like a never selling guy, but like when I, <laughs> I'm like yo, but like what's the point of never selling when I can buy everything? Yeah, like, like, yeah. Market forms is always brutal. I remember it was one three, and then it went to eighty. I, I, like like yeah. that thing remain, that thing stays on the top of my mind. Wow. Yeah. Um. As far as uh, strategy goes, I mean, it's it's always helpful to know what you want to do in the trade beforehand. If you never sell guy, if that is your old him, then be never sell guy. Oh. Sorry. Hello, can you still hear me? Yeah, we can. We can. Oh, I can, right? Someone called my took me off. Yo, Paul, Emeka, can you guys hear? Hey, what's up, guys? I can hear you clearly. Loud and clear, man. Yes, sir. Uh, Paul, can you hear us? Yeah, good evening. Can you guys hear me? Okay, good. I'm actually adding um, this lady, uh, Udsan, as a speaker. Actually, I'm I'm a fan of her. She's probably one of the few females that I know that trades crypto. So I'd like to hear her perspective. So she's in the chat. Who is that? She's would sign or something. I think Paul knows her. They're probably muchos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, She's one of the few females I know that actually trade crypto. So yeah, it's good to have like her perspective. So I did. Yeah. I'll just let you guys speak. Did you answer Nonsense question though? I mean, the thing, the thing is, I mean, trading psychology is different based off of your market faces or what your plans are, right? For example, one of the regrets I can say I have the last week, the last one year has been maybe be selling my Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Chainlink that I had. If I had held it for just, just nine months, I'll probably be semi-retired right now. <laughs> 
So on that perspective, if you can, if you have that really strong psychology where you just think I can hold through the ups and downs, then just stick with it. Like on the long run, holders are usually more profitable than than day to day trader. I yeah, think yeah. we've seen that in recent years. Like with my own experience, I mean, Carol knows this for yeah, a fact. Yeah. Like if I had held the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Chainlink I had last year, just for nine months, I would be retired right now. I would be <laughs> here talking to, with you guys. You know, <laughs> so that's the thing. But I saw things going up. I sell. It goes down. I was like, oh shit! I sell and all of that. So my plan going forward, what I've really been doing the past few months is, you know, just try to take your capital out of the market. Then leave, you can leave your profit to run. If you're losing, you know, you're not really losing actual money. You're losing from your profit. So that's how personally I've been approaching the market. And once we pumped back up, you know, there, this is that, oh, this is an exit pump or whatever. I try to hedge in a position where I sold enough where if we go into a two, three year bear market, I'll be able to just live through it. I wouldn't be like, oh, shit, you know. So that has been like my strategy the past few weeks, because what happened in May stroke June, I pray it never happens again to anybody, honestly, because it was brutal. <laughs> like you literally see see like you see like your bag which was like 10x literally go down become minus 3x like and if you look at that cumulatively that's like 13 13 would i say 13x no that means you're losing 13x basically yeah because you were like 10x in profit everything went down that's basically my story with axs mm. i bought axs at 3.4 in march it went up to 12 dollars then when the market nuked axs went all the way down to two dollars mm. before it came back up but i didn't sell i didn't panic sell and i just held all the way up to 92 like this month i still sold some of my excess at 92 so that's like one of the good success story but a noob would have just sold the moment it start came coming back down you know yeah. and be like fuck this shit you know so that's the thing it's uh, trading actually requires a lot of mental strength yeah yeah um, that makes a lot of sense i mean yeah it's it depends on the kind of trader that you are i mean i'm telling you you kind of came to the market very early so you were here for maturity of the pump so you had made profits enough to urge um towards the drawdown that happened the last time so what you are i mean there are people who started with bots at the top and the old thing went down so um to answer my source question i mean um it depends on the kind of trader that you are and if you're not a trader if you just hold coins then whether it is bearish or it is bullish it shouldn't concern you the only thing you should care about if you are just holding spots for a long time is that the projects that you're holding are solid projects they're not um shiba or ipe coins you get it make sure they're solid projects if they're solid projects long term everything is everything is great i mean it's going long term has gained maybe six thousand so long term, it doesn't matter whether the market is bearish or if you have better entry points. That doesn't matter if you're holding for long. If you're holding for three, five years, your entry points doesn't matter. But if you're a trader, then it also depends on the kind of trader that you are. If you're a swing trader, say if you're a day-to-day trader, if you're a scalper, if you're doing um, 15, 30 minutes uh, entries and uh, exits. So depending on the kind of trader that you are, you want to have the passes going into the market. 
say you want to shut this thing because of what? Uh, once you decide, okay, this is why you want to shut it, then you should know, okay, at this point, I want to enter the market. This reason for shutting it would be validated at this point. I want to close at a minimal loss then. And my valuation would happen at this point. I want to take profit at this end. So it doesn't matter whether you saw the top or you saw the bottom. What matters is that you made profit. So as far as your trading um, idea works, that, that is fine. You should not regret that, oh, you should have waited uh, you should have waited a bit or maybe you should have sold at the loss when it in, when it in reverts back. No. What matters is were you validated or are you validated? If you're validated, you win, you keep your profits, you get out of the trade. If you're validated, you take the small loss, you get out of the trade. Whatever mark, whatever else the market is doing is none of your business. So I guess, yeah, it depends on the kind of trader that you are and uh, your thesis going into the market. I'd like to but, have, um, I would like to have Paul's opinion because Paul is one of the guys that I know personally who is like a holder. Paul has the ability of holding through up, upside or downside volatility. So, Paul, what's your take on this? <laughs> Don't stress me out, please. <laughs> Uh, as you said, I don't know. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. April, April, May was very brutal. I, I held because I wasn't going to sell at a loss or try to try to act like a, a new. So I just I just held, and I've seen I've seen like Ruby said, you see a coin that did 10x going to minus minus 80 percent, and it's, it's brutal, but. I am not a trader like me and the rest. I I just hold the spot and wait it out. So whatever project I'm in and the fundamentals are strong, I know that eventually this project is gonna perform. So I just wait it out. And most times my strong fundamental projects when I get in, I, ha- I have a mental picture, a minimum a minimum target of six to nine months. That's when I that's that's what I keep it. So I can wait whatever the market does out. Like recently, a couple of days ago when the market new I I didn't even I didn't even check anything. I was just like, no, I'm I'm staying away because I don't want any mental torture. So instead, you're a day-to-day trader. I, I think it's best to just have targets set up in your head or in your mind. Have your um targets in your trading journal, whatever it is. It could be Notion, it could be manual, and um just wait it out. That's that's what I can say because most of my except maybe when I look at the topic, like um I and Anthony were discussing um RSR the other day. I'm feeling out of RSR. This is just me being because uh, I mean I got in at 0.0007, so I can't afford to wait anymore. So I'm just scaling out. But apart from that, long term, spot traders actually outtrade futures traders. This is a fact. It's, this is not um, someone just saying. It's a it's a fact. So yeah, yeah, that's. If you can afford to wait, if you can afford to wait, I mean you could you should just wait it out and have a mental picture of where you want to reach. If I'm buying this coin at one dollar, okay, I'll just wait till when it gets to three dollars i mean after doing your research of course so until you get to three dollars you're not perturbed you're just waiting it out uh, I mean, that, that's my strategy i of course there are coins you can do um swing trades like when there's a dip you buy get to 20 percent like recently happened you look at coin tokens that are okay the dip to 30 percent the dip 20 percent okay i'm playing this for when it gets back to where it was a couple of weeks ago a couple of months ago so apart from that man it's just better to wait except you want to sell at a loss or be at, be at a loss yeah so i don't know you answered answer the answer's question. I think maybe you need to open something, but here is no longer 
um dubious yeah yeah we got dubious then when he's done we got big leco hello dubious can you get can you hear us yeah i can't i don't think yeah okay i can't hang on yeah yeah sure what's up man yeah i'm good hello guys Hello, Paul. Hi, everyone. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you, man. You always yeah. in my DMs every day, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no, you know, no, no, I love him, man. I love him. Like, this guy, he, he really helps me. Like, it's like we feed off of each other because there are things I just don't pay attention to anymore. And he would just, like, DM me like, oh, can you see these? What do you think about these? And honestly, I love it because usually I'm always with the homies in the WhatsApp group. But he's the only one who still, like, gives me valuable information in my Twitter DM. So, I really appreciate it, man, and you can always yeah. keep it coming. Yeah, no problem, no problem. You're welcome. Yeah, well, um, I don't really have much to say. Just to add to what you have said and what um, Paul has said, yeah, because um, April May was really crazy. I don't know if you guys have recovered. I've not recovered fully. Yeah, I'm not sure anyone has fully recovered. Yeah, yeah it's been brutal. Because I saw, I saw a tweet today. Said, um, um, let me paraphrase. The tweet, was, the tweet went like this. That you have um, Ethereum, you're trying to sell um, ETH to go and buy other coins to have just to make more gains and come back to get more ETH. That's wrong. You lose all your Ethereum. You lose your blue chips. So if I had held my ETH since um, March and the rest, yeah, um, things wouldn't have been so bad because Ethereum actually recovered in like three eighths, yeah? But the other altcoins... It's crazy. Even the ones that you see, they are, they are Chainlink, um, Polkadot. The, the other ones with like huge market caps running in tens of billions, they are still dead. Like, why? Why do you even have to make such drastic decisions? And till now, I'm still having that. I'm still having that flashback of um, April May because now everybody's everybody's on the lookout. Any small, any small dip, any five percent dip. <laughs> Yeah, trying to scale out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think that is what separates. Okay, sorry. I think they are done. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you're trying to scale out. Like the past one week has been really crazy. Yeah, any small dip you want to you want to scale out. It happens to me, but like you know what? Um, I have some I have some um, gunpowder on the side. So if anything happens, I mean, I just have um, yet to cut my losses and just switch. So that's that's basically it. And uh, um, to add to what I'm yeah. I said if you are holding if you are holding a project because me i don't trade that much i hold most of the coins because just give me two eggs i'm i'm taking my um, capital out and taking the <laughs> there. because man, i'm not i'm not playing again you just you just have it, it, it's it, this is game to play you just have to be brutal with your with your investment you can't be joking around yeah. So it, it happened to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a project. I heard. I was like, okay. I had. I had a target. Like, okay. There's this coin gets to five dollars. Five dollars. I'm out. So yeah, this coin actually go to like um four dollars seventy four cents. Yeah, thereabouts. So I was like, I was waiting just few cents away to five dollars. That's how this coin looks to ninety percent minus ninety percent. Wow. What coin is that? Wow. Super fun. What what what's the ticker for the for the coin? Super. Okay. Super. 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 I'll check it out. Yeah, so I, I had a try deal, so I was like, okay. So, yeah. so the best thing to do is just to have a price range. If you have target, target is bad. Just have a price range. Just say between four dollars. I would have said four dollars to five dollars. So maybe I was into four dollars range. I'd have been scaling out. I'd just start scaling out, but I was just waiting for that five dollars because that five dollars, man, that's like.
like that's like six figures like that's some mad profit so i'll just meet him i was like okay i want to get this one and just go out on this project yeah good yeah the good got you got me. me too i think that's that's that was the issue i had targeting my wasn't even the figure out bro i was targeting okay maybe at the end bro that was, that was my target and psychologically i was just prepared yeah i don't really set up had my setups to just <laughs> that's really big uh, and and that's that, that's how that's the issue it's its own head please continue yeah yeah i just targets. i just checked out super farm but man just you just have to forget about that that's a dead bag yeah that's there's a no dead way bag. that's no, a dead no. bag there is no recovery no, for that it's because dead, it's dead. currently yeah. look what i'm looking at is 10 percent circulating supply so they have 10 percent circulating yeah, supply and they've already nuked almost 80 to 90 percent so yeah. so the sell pressure when tokens unlocked or the vested tokens are unlocked is also yeah. going to nuke it again so I don't. I just don't see how it actually did. It actually did because I just don't see um, how recovery starts from this. It actually did. We'll buy the button. <laughs> no, no, that one is gone. But no, I was thinking actually, I was going to buy the button, but looking at the tokenomics, I'm just like, nah, this is dead. No, 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 no point is dead. It came up to like um 1.2. I sold. Look, um, I was fortunate enough to sell them. Um, change it to um convert the back to um Solana. So that was how I just managed to just came back a bit. I think yeah. 60 percent back. But uh, not what I was looking for, but it was good anyway. Yeah, it happens, man. It happens. And just to uh, go back to something else you said, some of the big projects are not really moving right now. I guess it makes sense. I mean, projects would always move. It depends on what is trending. The market moves in trends. Is it DeFi? Is it um, NFTs? I mean, we just saw NFTs move like crazy. They're kind of slowing down now. So I think right now, we're, we're kind of going back to DeFi and seeing a bit of outcome on there. Yeah, so the points, they, they move by segments. So I guess the dots will move when it gets to their turn. And the good thing is, those market leaders, when it actually gets to the, um, kind of the market, they move better than most of the other ones. So yeah, I don't, I think if you're old in there, you should continue to it doesn't matter if it's stagnant right now yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we'll let someone else uh, put the mic uh, thank you so yeah, much yeah we got Big Lico next then Udsan you can actually talk and we're not hearing anything from Emeka so I don't know if he's still here with us Udsan I'm a fan so you can always talk when, oh my God, when you want to talk <laughs> so sorry guys I'm sorry guys very um, knowledgeable to hang with the gang so so just don't feel any pressure okay so Big Lico you're next I'm, I'm, I'm not not sure this person is available. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't I see can, anything. I can't even see a speaker sign. Yeah, I'm just going to remove him and run this backward. Yeah, so I, I think we can go ahead. Okay, so yeah, how do wait, wait a minute? How do you pro- pronounce it? Is it? Usana no, that's fine. Or? It's actually not my name. It's yeah. Uh, some sort of amalgamation that I just use everywhere, so it's fine. Okay. Um, I honestly do, I believe that market moves are more driven by trend and macros than necessarily things like tokenomics. I mean, to some extent, you can talk about tokenomics and that can affect market sentiment, but I think trends um, and macro-like factors are more impactful in how certain tokens tend to move, and I'm sure we've all observed this, where there was a 
time it was NFT stuff and Superfarm. That was when Superfarm was really, really massive. And then it moved into DeFi and Aave and all of them were, you know, just soaring into the clouds. And then at some point, now we're in protocols. Like before the massive dip, like late last week, based on all of this, we were into protocols. So Solana was doing well. I remember when AVAX was like $8. I still very much remember when Avalanche was $8, you know, and I had like a very tiny coin purse. So I think um, the the most important thing for me, short and medium term, was actually building, you know, a chest that wasn't tied to, you know, money that I needed immediately. Um, I think that 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 ability to relax and say, I don't need this immediately is really um, important because the fear can make you panic sell. And one of the most important things is patience and being able to control your emotions and the way that you sell. Um, if you have a genuine fear, like I could lose all my money, like it's a genuine fear, but that can really, really make you um, make the wrong decisions. And then second thing I've learned is no matter how great the market is, no matter how fantastic it, sound, it seems in the short term, never be all in, like without any cash to spare. It's, it's, um, it's, I've learned that lesson a lot and it's still a lesson I'm learning. And then the third thing is most times I don't necessarily like trade. I mostly buy on things that I've, I would say I've researched because sometimes it's not necessarily like research to the extent that I would like it, but it's something that I see might have like a future potential or something that I feel there might be something coming in the future. So for instance, Polkadot, I've been buying for the past few weeks, even when it dropped to like 15. I know I bought because I was trying to look towards like the parachain auctions, which are coming next month. So that's going to drive Polkadot a lot more than, you know, some of the things we look at, like, you know, volume and some of those other things. Like we can't, we can't often tell immediately, but I think ultimately some of those um, news aspects will, um, will drive tokens more than that. So it's always very good to be on top of the news, on top of, you know, especially if it's something where you have a lot of, um, a lot of um, the portfolio in. It's always good to be aware of what's going on. And, you know, like you said something about unlock, that could be, you know, a driving factor that could that could um, sour market sentiment. So that's just what I have to contribute. I told y'all. Yeah. I told y'all. Yeah. Wow. She wow. Fucking- She's gonna kill it. Like I told y'all. So I I see some similarities with her approach to yours, Groovy. Because you know, Groovy, I keep saying that you're more of a FE fundamental analysis kind of person in your approach to markets. And uh, you usually look at the macros, the basically tokenomics and all that. You try to figure out okay, what's happening? When is this one unlocking? Okay, what's the new what's the update or as regards are there is there any um how would I call it? Project updates and all that coming up and how it does affect the market prices of these tokens. And I must say that that's one thing that um, this, uh, you guys have really added to my own game because prior to now I was strictly TA, man. I just open the charts, I look at the weekly, I look at the daily, I look at the market structure, then of course I look at BTC. You know, but um, I've seen that there are people, and that was that was the thing that really shocked me with um, late last year running into this year. The people that made a killing in crypto 
around the people even looking at TA, man. Guys are just aping into projects based on, okay, this project is just, just launched on Solana or here, they just bought. And guys are doing 5X, 10X, you know. So I think you just need to be very well-rounded in your approach to all these things and um, stay sharp, man. But then I just wanted to add, because there was this guy I was listening to um, a few days ago. I think he's one of these uh, institutional traders, like on OG, man. And he was saying, and this might also be handy to Nomso that spoke earlier, like um, he was saying the problem a lot of traders have is when the market is moving in your favor, you start getting a bit pessimistic. And when the market starts going south for you, you start getting optimistic. So basically, you'll see your bag is going <laughs> is going into the red zone and you're like, oh, more, this thing will recover. This thing will recover. This thing will recover. And I see you'll see your whole bag. Before you know, you get wrecked and all that. But then, what he was now saying is this. When the market is actually going in your favor, try to stay optimistic. And basically, when the market is going not going in your favor, making your st- you start seeing that your validations are going south. Man, you should start looking to cut your losses as soon as possible. And I think that's a lot. That's a mistake a lot of people make. You know, if shit has gone south and you're seeing the market structure going out of favor, I think it's very very important to just start applying very good risk management techniques. You know, so that you don't just get wrecked or lose your entire portfolio and all that. So that's just what I wanted to add for now. You know. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, Mika. I'll get back to Mika, but the person who spoke before him uh return thank you for the free alpha on dots i'm going to look into it i just followed you for that free alpha yeah so thank you so much for that and yeah i do have a question for you what do you think is next i mean do you talk about uh the market moving in trends what's which segment of the market do you think is next i mean most of the part of the old bear market Oh, is that me? Okay. Yeah, 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 that's for you. Oh, that's for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, honestly, like, we're definitely seeing a lot of integration on, like, real-world applications. So we're seeing a lot of the newer fintech um, um, kind of, how can I put this, like, kind of applications. Like, we, we, we heard Koti coming out recently. Like, I think I've been in Koti since, like, some time ago because we were hearing news about what it is that he wanted to do. And we're just hopeful that, you know, I and some of my friends were just hopeful that they were going to be able to scale and, and gain traction. So I, I definitely think that projects that have more real world um, real world applications or something that moves the needle in terms of blockchain um, interconnectivity, um, just in improving the number of applications. That those are things that are going to that are going to be at the forefront right now. And then of course I think NFTs are definitely going to come back, but maybe not in the way of like buying punks or buying stuff like that but more in the way of like asset collateralization something like that just to bridge to you know a real world asset i feel like that's going to be something that might you know might be um i think we're getting towards the the midpoint of protocol so we still definitely see some 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 punk from some of the newer protocols i think those we've not fully explored or exploited the benefits that some of the can be. Um, I, I'm afraid that some of the newer DeFi ones on those protocols, some of them might fade away or merge or something like that. So those 
are going to, um, that's, that's, that's where I see it going. Like, we're still going to have a little bit more protocols, but it's going to be more on expanding, like, dApps and applications and things that expand those protocols and then things that connect to the real world where people can start using it and all of that. So that's where I see it now, <laughs> for now. And of course, I'm not a prophet. It could go the other way. Let yeah. me ask you a question yeah. about OT. Because <laughs> you just mentioned Cody. Because I, the reason I'm saying this is because I literally bought the top of Cody in April. Like, I bought the fucking top. Like... <laughs> Oh the, the literally top, like the literal top. So I my bag was, was like seven something. No, I, it was like forty nine. The li- okay, literal top was zero point forty nine. I bought, I bought zero point forty seven in April. Oops. So <laughs> I literally bought the top. Wow. So I have been underwater for five months, and I just fucking sold this Ponzi today. <laughs> And it's I'm pumping so now. What the hell? It's pumping right now. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking Ponzi. It's a fucking Ponzi. You, you can't tell me it's not a Ponzi because this shit tied my money down for five months. Then I finally broke even today and now it just went up to 57. I sold at 47. to the best of us. So now the question is, what is coming up with Koti? Because I just didn't check anything. I see it is pumping. So Koti is supposed to be a sort of like application for people to use their cards to pay. That's that's what I understand from what Koti is supposed to do. So they've I think they've reached a milestone in the project where they're able to connect with certain cards and use those cards as payment on blockchains. I haven't fully like gotten the whole the whole gist because honestly I'm still I, I somebody just sent me a message and was like, Oh hey Koti, they just they just said something about you know reaching some agreements so i think they just reached some agreements but i'm not 100 sure with whom and whom but i know that koti was meant to do like um payment stuff it's just the same way like i think koti is like the layer one to something like alchemy pay which would be like a layer two in terms of payments like alchemy pay would be like the front facing and then koti would be like processing payments at the back that's what I think it's supposed to be, but I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure who they have signed on yet. But I believe it was something. It was something. It was something that made people want to buy. And also, don't forget, like Koti was really, really low market cap. Like Koti could actually go to a dollar, and it will still be be below one billion, which is nothing in like in market caps. Also, anyway, no regrets. So it's a fucking Ponzi. <laughs> yeah, so, so it happens. Ponzi Ponzi. The best of us. I've I've experienced that myself um i think sometimes when we hear these projects here's what my has my take on it i think i think sometimes when we hear these projects we hear them because they have been pumping we hear of them because they have been pumping it's very hard sometimes to hear of something way 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 before it becomes a thing it's usually very unattractive and we are and we are still worried generally within the crypto space because there's a lot of scam coins you know people just run away with your money so by the time you're here first of all early enough you you just look at it like it's on some decks you don't even know if it's like some kind of scam coin nobody's sure about the contracts and all of that so you don't buy it then but by the time you hear it maybe it's been listed on like one or two exchanges or something has happened and then it's pumping so you buy it at that point thinking okay it's got a project but most of the time that's just like phase one so it's still probably going to come down 
So I feel like there is a balance to be struck between when you hear of a project and you get excited about the project and you want to buy it immediately. And then, you know, coming back to reality and saying, okay, it's, it's already run up. I'll just wait. And that's the hardest thing. That's very, very hard. It's something I still struggle with. I hear of a great project. I want to buy it immediately. But, <laughs> you know, there's always going to be another opportunity. Like, I never thought I would see Bitcoin at that 40 or 41, but I did just a few days ago. So, I mean, how, how I got into Koti wow. in April was oh. simply someone just told me, like, yo, buy Koti. I, <laughs> I had zero knowledge of what Koti does yeah. or anything, but you know, it's someone that will share trade ideas and all of that. So, if he says do it, I'm just gonna do it without looking. So, that was how I got into Koti. And, uh, and in April, basically, for, for the beginning of the year, like Q1 and the first part of Q2, anybody could basically make money from the market. All you just had to do was buy. So it doesn't matter at what price you bought, you were always going to be profitable. Yeah, so true. that was why I bought Koti then. I didn't even look into it. So it was after like my bag was underwater for like two, three months, I was like, okay, what does this fucking Ponzi even do? <laughs> you know, then I started to look it up. I saw that Coinbase listed it like a month ago. It kind of pumped back to my entry. Did, yeah. But I was sleeping, so I couldn't sell. And then it went back down. I mean, everybody knows the Coinbase pump, which is it goes up a few hours. It just goes back down to where it started from. So yeah. so that's really how I end up with, with Koti. It's not like I even, someone just told me like, yo, buy Koti. And I was like, fuck yeah, I just bought it. <laughs> so sorry. Well, Thank you, Michelle, for um, sharing the um, link. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Michelle. Thank you. But, you know, we should definitely bring it back on crypto. Oh, fuck yeah. It seems like you have to, yeah, we actually like need to bring it back. We need to women, learn, like women learn. in crypto. We need to bring that lineup up. Maybe next month. I don't like to make it about women. I don't like to make it about women. She just really has the fucking knowledge. She doesn't matter. That That is the thing. She She's just speaking facts and giving us like three or four. That is definitely someone I want to talk to. But uh, whatever they did there. So, yeah. Are you looking at? Are you looking at the chart on Koti? <laughs> look at the look at the green that this thing is printing. Look, at the, look at the difference between the daily open and the price that Let's it is now. Let's not talk about that fucking currency anymore. Man. I'm just. I've marked out. Just one question for Usain. I've marked out. Um, I've marked out like four entry points on the chart, so you can go and check it later. This is where I'm going to put my entry, and if it gets viewed, fine. If it doesn't get viewed, fine. So check it yeah, later. One question for you. Sam, what's coming to dot next month? I think you you mentioned oh, parachain yeah. auction or, or something. Yeah, so I did. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't that already on Kusama? So is it that they're extending it from Kusama yes. to to Polkadot or they're creating their own? Yeah. So so here's the thing. Um, Kusama is basically like a canary in the coal mine kind of um chain for dot. So they test on Kusama and then they move to dot. So I think the last couple of auctions are going to be finished. Um, like within the next two weeks because I think they're on the last or last two slots so once those slots are done you can't really get on in on any of the projects I don't think um so basically there are newer projects that are coming on dot I don't think they're made public yet or I think they might be there's uh, the polkadot.js extension so you can use that to look at all the projects but this is just a great way I think in my own opinion because I'm trying to move away from I'm trying to move up the chain from buying on exchanges and buying at spots and you know all of that and dexes to a point where I'm able to put in my assets 
support new projects that are vetted and get, you know, the tokens for a steal. For example, recently, um, there's this project called Basilisk, and I pledged about a quarter of a Kusama. I was just testing out parachains, and I pledged about a quarter of a Kusama. And I'm supposed to be getting back about 6,000 Basilisk tokens in the next year. So it is a very long-term thing. You know, it's long-term. It's not something that you're going to buy now and then in the next in the next maybe six months it will pump like 10x that's not the idea behind parachains um so it's basically money that you can afford to look away from for about a year and that's just the that's why it's not too attractive so it's a good so here's my take on it one is if you don't have a lot right now maybe scale back on the number of tokens um pledged it's also a good beer market um thing because then you're buying the tokens really really cheap and the reward is per token not based on the amount so you pledge a certain amount of tokens into the projects that you like that you think have a chance to be successful in the auctions and when you pledge those projects if those projects win a slot in the auctions those tokens get locked for a certain amount of time usually above 300 days but i've seen as much as 380 something days so it really varies but just assume that it's a year and in a year's time you get your tokens back when the when the lease unlocks and you also get the reward. So Moon River was um, one of the recent Kusama unlocks. I know people that got Moon River and even when they pledged one, I think one Kusama got like 12 Moon River and Moon River is almost, was almost $400 at some point. So just think about one Kusama, which is like 300 and you're getting like 12 Moon River. So, and they started like a year ago. So I just want to move more into that phase where I'm using and reusing the assets that I have to um, farm more new projects. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Solid. Um, yeah, I mean, most of the things I see now, I'm lost because I don't play in those, um, I don't play in those uh, fields at all. I'm, I'm a trader. That's all I do. So definitely, I want to learn more from you. So I'll be in touch. We'll bring you back on around the Africa so you can actually break these things down for us. Okay, I mean, I'm happy to share what I know. We're all learning. It's still a new space full of adventure. Thank you so much. Thanks. And Groovy said, I think it, may, it makes a lot of sense. Maybe next month we'll make it about women. Women doing something in crypto, yeah. So definitely I mean, those like, who basically are knowledgeable, not just every anybody who just, you know, like buy buy low, sell high. Like someone who actually have value <laughs> to, to create. I guess, I guess uh, Utsan is able to offer Oh, definitely. I think I, I just heard her join us on one of the episodes, like last month and she I think she asked a question or something then I was like this person knows what they are doing like that was just the only my only interaction and since then I was just like we have to get this person to actually come on you know and I'm glad she yeah, she accepted yeah. to, we'll, to we'll speak tonight we'll, we'll yeah, she, actually, she actually made a contribution yeah yeah to the yeah that's true yeah and that yeah. was when I just knew, she was like, on. Oh, there's yeah. something here yeah so thank you okay, thank you yeah just to go back to the same theory that that she has about polka dot because i remember like i think two weeks ago i tweeted about polka dot and if you look at and also just to piggyback also to what she was saying about narrative based um market circles because i also tweeted about this i think last month where what we see is we see like the narratives are based off of what is basically trending that a lot of opinion a lot of the opinion leaders in the crypto space are talking about okay in january we start we saw the parabolic move of dogecoin the moment doge moved 
all of these fucking meme token Ponzi started moving. And the same thing with NFTs. The moment NFT started moving, all the other NFTs that were kind of blue chips started moving. Then when layer one started moving too, we saw Solana, we saw Luna, we saw FTM, AVAX, and all of these other layer one or substrate started moving. So which was what brought me to my thesis that Polkadot hasn't moved at all. The last time Polkadot went up high was in April, where I think it went up to 48 or $47. And I didn't sell then because I bought around 5 or $9 or something. So I kind of regretted that. So I also lost out on like a 9x, 10x because I didn't sell my Polkadot when it went up. And if you look at Polkadot has been ranging between $20 and, and $35, $31, they're about for months. And it's not like Polkadot is some kind of Ponzi vaporware token. It's not. So now that we're seeing like movements based off of layer one or base layer protocols, Polkadot is still the only one that's lagging behind, which was what made me make that tweet like two weeks ago then. I just don't see how Polkadot is not going to move in the next few weeks. It just... I just can't wrap my head around it. Like, if Polkadot doesn't not, move, not financial advice. Say what? I said not financial advice. It's not financial cause... advice. I'm not even basing my <laughs> opinion. I'm not even basing my opinion off of, off of, for example, price action. I'm not even looking at the charts. I just think it makes logical sense that Polkadot eventually moves. Because we've seen Atom also move. Atom, Solana, Luna, Phantom, AVAX, even XTZ, which is like a dinosaur coin, like fucking Ponzi. So why is Polkadot not moving and I'm actually happy that she's talking about the parachain auction that he have coming up. That in itself is like a catalyst for parabolic move. And the fact that they're supported by Three Arrows Capital and a lot of other top VCs, and these guys are like opinion leaders within the community, they're definitely going to engineer FOMO in the next few weeks. And honestly, that's what I've been patiently waiting for. Like, okay, I refuse to sell at the top, but there's no way I'm going to sell at the bottom. The only reason I'll be selling my poker up at $30 or $20 dollars is because if i think okay this this coin is dead and i do not think that because i think gavin wood and his team are actually really good they are skilled they are talented and they can innovate so i agree with her poker dot is next in my opinion it might take it it might yeah, take time it's, it's not a matter of when it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and even paul paul is not here right now paul was in my dm to talking with me that he thinks poker dot is next and i was like yeah man we both think the same thing and i like it when paul also agrees with my bias because we kind of think along the same line according to FA Wise. Yeah, yeah. I think we had that conversation the the weekend, the third, that, I think that was two weeks ago when we said um, people should have some exposures to Solana and I think Solana was just at about below 70 and it's pumped to the price it got to. Yeah, we spoke about those because I was like this guy has just been chilling for a while now so for me it was like an accumulation stage and like you said a lot of other projects have been moving but DOT was just steady and it was almost like it was being held at a particular support, you know. So these are some other things you can look at from the TA point of view. Okay, this particular token has just been maintaining a particular range and probably, yes, it might fall below that range based on other market um, forces such as dips that are general in the market. But you see it recover quickly. So um, considering what um, Utsan just said, it means in my, op- in, in my own opinion, I mean if, and we are really wrong when we talk about some of these tokens. Again, not financial advice but everybody should keep an eye on dot man yeah that looks like a ponzi to me why i'm looking at the chat listen 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 
I'm not going to be chat right now. And the yearly open, the yearly open is nine dollars, yeah. And this thing pumped all the way to fifteen dollars, forty-nine dollars, and mm-hmm. don't back all the way to ten dollars. I mean, not even narrative code. That, that is like uh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, coins. It should not let's do. To, let's coins let's like crunch pot. the numbers here. Yearly open was nine dollars. It went up to yeah. it went up to forty-nine, right? Forty-nine. Okay, yeah. then it came back down to ten dollars. How many percent did it yeah. lose? Okay, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to use. Yeah, my, just uh, just let's crunch the numbers. Price range. I'm coming. Yeah, that is about seventy-nine percent. Are you pretty sure of that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm using trading view. Uh, it is this is calculated by trading view. So lost it was, my it lost thirty-nine dollars. So that accounts for seventy roughly seventy-nine. Okay, do so the same thing for Ethereum. Okay. What was um, the yearly open for Ethereum? I'm going to look at it now. Yeah, Ethereum's yearly open was um, 749. 749. Then all time high yeah. in April was 4,000. If, if I was correct. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use yeah, the same yeah, 4,003 something. Then it dumped back to. Um, 150, there about? No, no, no. Back to 260. No way. Ethereum dumped close to 1,800 in, in May. Uh, Check it out. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 1,007. Because 1, I bought Ethereum in, in, on January 26th for 1,400. Then, yeah, 1, then I saw it come back down to like 1,008, 1,700. I was like, <laughs> why didn't I fucking sell at the fucking top? You know? Yeah, so yeah. I, re- I, re- so I remember you were dragging the number. How many percentage did that lose? 60. So, 60. Yeah. so Ethereum is yeah. yeah. okay. right? Yeah. Ethereum has been around for at least <laughs> five years. Polkadot has been, been around for maybe one, two years. So does that make Polkadot a bigger Ponzi? I think every, every, I think every coin on the market this year is just a Ponzi. <laughs> like all of them. I mean, I agree and with you. Bitcoin is not, even, even Bitcoin is not a lot of like this blue chip Ponzi this year. Why others are like uh, vaporware ponzi's all of them this this is just just mad what has happened this year it's kind of lost about 55 percent that is that is madness this when when we trade in this market we don't realize what it is doing to us is it makes like it makes losing feel like it is nothing because if you bought even if you didn't buy the top of bitcoin there's no way i can say like for sure this year there was no one that participated in this market that didn't lose major money because we're talking about about um, $100, Bitcoin is going to go to 180K. And this thing fucking dumped dump from 65000 back to 29K. That is just that is just madness. I mean, crypto is not normal. Crypto is not normal. You sh- if you don't have the ask for crypto, just just leave it. When people tell me they want to, especially my friends, when they tell me they want to start trading, I tell them don't trade. I tell them go and do a business with your money. I don't know. I just feel like if I encourage someone to go trade, and this kind of market action uh, price action happens again subconsciously I'm going to blame it to you and say but me I, I kind of like understand the risks I'm, I'm, I'm good with it no problem I mean I risk and I reward uh, that is the that is the quote but it's just it's just mad what has happened this year I mean something lost about 5% of its value I mean it doesn't matter whether you're on spot or you're trading you lost a lot of money this year uh, yes wow so yeah oh Paul Paul is back so yeah Paul now that you're back I was when you when you left, I was just talking about how during the week we talked about DOT in the DMs and how we think it's actually the next coin that will move based off of the narrative that layer one, substrates, and base layer protocols are all 
just pumping like the past few weeks. Paul is still connecting. So I got Let's Go Tack or what's his name? Let's Go to Tack. I just added Let's Go to Tack. Yeah, so we're looking at um, dots and um, someone else mentioned something else. Okay, yeah, Coach is already Man, can you so hear us? Away for yeah. Good evening. Can you hear me? Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, I sure. also believe dots is a Ponzi because it's kind of centralized. All the power chains have to use dots. So... I don't really see it moving again. I think that's the top for now. No, I don't agree. I mean, it may be possible. There's, there's never the top. The thing is, if you say, if you say, okay, all the power chains uh, have to connect to DOT, so DOT is centralized and you don't think it's going to move. But let's not forget that the same thing is happening with Solana. Like, even though there are validators, but the validators are basically operating through a centralized uh, governance system. So, but Solana actually moved. So, based off of recent price action, we can't say DOT is going to, it's not going to move because it is centralized. And something else you also have to realize in crypto is that all of this centralization on or decentralization is all just a grandiose utopia view of how we think crypto should be. Like, nobody actually cares. Like, traders don't care if it's centralized or not. Like, they're going to put millions on the line to just make more money. So, we're just the one who is looking at, oh, it is decentralized, it is centralized. There are a lot of centralized protocols that still has a lot of money on them. Even Cardano doesn't even have a smart contract for years, but people were still fucking buying Cardano. So honestly, it's one of those things when I first got into crypto that I was thinking about, oh, this is centralized, this is decentralized. Then I gradually got to know that it's all narrative-based. It's just every people want you to think, okay, decentralized is good, centralized is not good. But Uniswap is a decentralized protocol. The front end in the US has been banned where you cannot access uh, synthetics on the front end. So why is that happening to a decentralized protocol? Yo, if I feel like this uh, this episode is getting too technical, we should bring it down a little bit for the people who are just trading crypto. I mean, uh, some basics. That's just my opinion. But I feel like it's getting a bit oh, technical. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. Hear you guys. And I, I believe the next market sentiment will actually go to GameFi because I've been seeing a lot of innovations pop up with play to earn tokens. I don't that's just my own bias. I agree with you. I agree with you. GameFi definitely um, starts at some point. Open Era, um, The Strange Clan, and there's this one that just got listed on Binance about three days ago. Illivium or something. Bro, Illivium has already overpumped. Don't even don't even think of buying Illivium at this point. I remember telling the homies in the group chat when Illivium was still like 100 or even 80 like a couple of weeks ago. I don't see I don't see the expect. What is the team? Illivium ILV, I think. I think ILV. The thing is, I just don't see a positive expected value for Illivium at the current price. The price to buy Illivium was maybe in July, August. Right now, I just don't see it. I'm sorry, but I agree with you that playing to um, play to earn gamifiers are next. Like ga- ga- the, the intersection between play to earn and decentralized finance is basically it's next because people, the ordinary people can relate to it. It gives people the incentive to want to play games. It's more like a 
creator economy because people spend a lot of hours playing games without any anything anyways so if there there is a way for them to monetize it now i think it helps more adoption of crypto so i agree with you on that game five is next yeah um as far as the union goes the only thing that's kind of um pushes me up from this is the is the uh, the fact that it is over 500 dollars already i mean even it is low cap i mean so excess go from was it three dollars to god knows when i got liquidated and beyond why it got liquidated all the way because it was it was kind of like low cap so as far as it is game fire they, 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 i don't really care there's no top as far as it is trending there's no top it is when you stop trading when that market segment stops trading that is when i feel like okay yeah that this is the top but in crypto i've learned to see that there's there's really no top once the if the market is bullish it is bullish at some point the market changes um structure the market structure changes and the stops going bullish and it starts making lower lows and lower eyes and would say okay yeah, maybe the top is it is now being the market structure shifted now it is bearish but as long as it keeps pumping, it just keeps pumping. But as far as living goes, it's almost six hundred dollars. So yeah, that's the only problem I have with it. Yeah, quick, quick question to to man. I think him and I both have DVPN. Are you still st- staking your DVPN, or you started selling some? Yeah, I'm still staking it. I'm still staking it and Akash AKT. Oh yeah, I have my Akash staked on on uh, Accendex, which is formerly Bitmax. But I still haven't staked my DVPN because it's on yeah. it's on a different exchange so moving it from that exchange to the to kpa er wallet and whatever i'm just like it's too stressful i can't even think of doing the bridging so i have my cash stake but my dvpn is just there on an exchange you know you but i think it's a solid project drops. too man you said yeah yeah it is you miss out on air drops yeah i know you know but i'm just too lazy to do the bridging man so if anyone else has a question they can just request to ask and we'll give them the mic yeah i'm pleased feel like you have to ask um, I don't know very technical questions because the conversation is technical. It doesn't matter how basic it is or whatever, whatever you want to ask, just ask. I don't know why. I think I'm the only person in the world who's tweeting about Dogecoin every week, every day. Like people just, I don't know why people can't see what's coming. Like people can't fucking see it. Just, I just don't know. It's driving me crazy. People can't see what's coming. Like people just don't understand. So it's a new coin. Are we, are we looking for other new coins? Because I'd better buy Shiba. Shiba is still cheaper. What are we understanding? Don't worry. Don't worry. Just let him speak. Yeah. Join us as his speaker. Let him ask his question. Okay. Okay. Someone said something about staking Akash. I didn't get the essays or the wallets. You said you're staking your Akash. Um, I have my Akash on Accendex. So you can literally just stake it on Accendex without downloading another wallet. But if you want to stake it like under the Cosmos ecosystem i can dm you the wallets you should you would use to stake or if you need to stake under a validator i know a guy who's a validator i can send you his name so you can you can stake under him but if you have it on accentx you can just literally stake it mine is has been staked for like six months on accentx so what are the um, benefits ah uh, you i think you get like 40 percent or 20 percent 
for staking. So let me let me check actually. Forty percent APY. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a lot. I I, 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 I can't I, remember I how many it is right? actually, but let me see. Uh, let why me look are you guys at giving a KT APY? Is it yeah? Thank you, sir. I'm sorry, I didn't get the question. Man. I saw today on Binance staking that Binance is giving up to 30, 30 something percent APY on um cake. Dalu pointed me to it. Uh, on cake. Yeah, and it's quite interesting because I I don't know. I'm seeing thirty two percent APY. So is that something? Maybe maybe it's liquidity. Maybe it's liquidity issue. But you know, okay, a cash AKT is thirty four percent, not forty. Thirty four. I just checked. I'm still I'm still I. I'm still I. I mean um well, so you can DM me. Just send me a DM, and I will I'll send you the wallet. Or if you have it on Accendex, you can just stake directly with them. I'm talking to Ima on this. So I have a okay, few okay. questions. Right. Yeah, yeah, go on. Ota. It's just a it's just a question that is it's a little bit abstract, but I think it's something that we can explore like later on. Which is is staking really a bull market strategy? As like if you consider like the unbonding, um, and just the mental aspect of you. Okay, you're getting forty percent, but is this token really the one you want to be holding? Like, what's your optionality when it comes to staking? It's something I've really, really um like thought about for several months because I I bought cake and I staked cake on PCS and got the wonderful hundred plus percent APY. But you know, at some point I started. Thinking thinking if like I wasn't getting caught up on that hundred plus percent and meanwhile missing out on potential like five or ten bags. That's just it's just a philosophical question I think we can explore like another time. I think staking is just a way of incentivizing people to hold the coin so that there is no uh, pressure on there's no sell pressure on the token one and so secondly it's also a way of providing liquidity when there's a liquidity problem so when your your tokens are staked the exchange or whatever has more tokens to to be able to exchange and on the other side also staking helps you cut your losses in the sense that if you bought the top when you're staking you're getting free tokens anyways so if we go into a bear market you've earned additional tokens so those additional tokens might actually help you to be able to break even. For example, you get like 40% APY. So let's say you stake 100 tokens, which basically means you're getting 40 more tokens. Even though the coin has dumped, the, the price of those 40 tokens you got for free for free might actually help you cut uh, balance up your loss so you can break even. And also, at the same time, if you are someone who's holding it, a token for a long time, what do you have to lose if you just stake it? You know, because you just have it in your wallet not doing anything anyways. So, I mean, that's how I see it. I just see it from the more beneficial perspective of make, getting more coins if you believe in a project. If you do not believe in a project, then I don't think it's wise to actually stake. You're better off just farming than staking. So, that's just how I see it. I think another thing with, with staking is exchanges, exchanges who list, especially exchanges who list these tokens, they, they actually believe in the project because, as you said, they're providing liquidity and even if, if, if 
that's project is not strong enough. They don't see any incentive why they have like they can be free token. So um, it's just it's just it's just a case of it's just a win-win situation. And also, I have I have noticed that most times when Binance increase these um incentive, a couple of weeks later they pump. I don't know. I've noticed it. I noticed it with one. I noticed it with um EGLD. So I don't I don't know I don't know the basis behind that, but I've seen this happen. You can see Pancake Swap now with this um huge um incentive of about thirty two percent APY. You may see Pancake Swap somewhere around maybe thirty thirty dollars in a couple of weeks, and you wonder what why what happened. So sometimes I use this to just understand what's happening, what's what's going on, what what um token is gonna perform. Kind of it, it has helped me a couple of times. So I don't know. That's my thesis or philosophy behind some of these huge returns on staking with exchanges. Okay, thank you everyone. I, I do appreciate your own perspective. I actually have a perspective of staking as a beer market strategy, but... <laughs> That's that's probably something I'll prefer to share another time. Yeah, um, we're talking about marketing. I, I'm I'm I've been looking at the Cosmos ecosystem. I mean, I be, I believe those the, the, the tokens in in the Cosmos ecosystem are the, are the next move. I mean, Seller has already started. Polkadot two is in the Cosmos um, ecosystem. Um, Anchor or ENTR. This I, I believe the Cosmos ecosystem is the next. Um, is the next the, the tokens in that ecosystem are the next ones to move. So that's where the market sentiment shifting to. I, I stand to be correct about. Uh, so market sentiment left Solana. Oh, I, think so. I, think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think a lot more opinion leaders and big time so traders are playing the yeah. avalanche system, uh, ecosystem right now yes. than Solana. So I think I think capital yeah. has left. Avalanche is a uh, chain leak by Sushi. Yeah. Uh, so avalanche uh, is like uh, uh, bridging, Trader Joe and the rest of the other new ponzi. Uh, Abitrum or something. Abitrum is it. It's like ETH sidechain that does the same thing that um, Matic does. So, but I think this uh, this guy, man, who just talked about um, what did he even ask? The guy who just spoke with us, man, let's go tag. Him and I have been talking about Cosmos ecosystem. Like, people have been sleeping on Cosmos ecosystem. I've been tweeting about these things. Like, yeah. people just don't, the thing is people are so concentrated on just looking at these big cap systems like, okay, Binance Smart Chain and Ethereum and and then I remember like in Q2, Q1, I was already talking about Solana Summer, Solana Summer. And then it finally happened. Everybody's going crazy about Solana. I was like, and the good thing is I was already in the system waiting. So now that everybody's going euphoric, I'm just taking profit. And since April stroke, May, June, I have just been in um, Cosmos ecosystem looking at when we're talking about AKT, DVPN, Euro One, mm-hmm. these are to- XPRT like um, Persistence, Sentinel and all these tokens. They are under the Cosmos ecosystem. And when you go into that ecosystem, those are going to be the blue chips that a lot of people are going to buy. It's just a matter of once the narrative actually shifts to Cosmos, that's when people will actually start FOMOing. It's always better. It's one of the things I tweeted like, it's always better to be there waiting for people to come join you. Just be there early enough. Do you look at the people? The people who got into Binance Camp Chain like in November, December. There are the people who basically made a lot more money in this bull market March and April. 
because they were already there waiting for everybody else to know and come. So that usually has to be like the the idea moving forward. And I think once all of this is kind of done, in the next six to nine months, DeFi, if DeFi comes alive again, FTM, Phantom Ecosystem, is going to be the place. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. We've talked about um, market segments. I mean, markets moving by segments. So you think um, Cosmos and, say, Play to End would move together? Because I don't, I don't know what the theory about that is. No, I don't think they'll move together. Like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. But here's another thing. You think the um, narrative is shifted from Solana. But you have to understand that Solana itself doesn't, like, exist in uh, isolation. So you, what you're saying is, I mean, look at the amount of money that's, um, what is the Bankman Friday is spending on marketing. I mean, it's just starting. By the time, I mean, uh, sports events pick up again, everywhere there's going to be FTX. Everywhere there's going to be some Bankman Friday. And everywhere it goes, Solana follows. So I'm not sure about market sentiment moving here from Solana because that guy is spending a shit ton of money on marketing for market sentiment to just move away from it like that. I'm not sure about that. I think you're confusing you're confusing this whole thing. Solana is an ecosystem. FTX as well. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Who is face of... Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I know those things are two separate things. I'm saying who is the public face of the Solana ecosystem? It is not even the... uh, What is is their name? The the CEO of Solana. Nobody really knows that guy. The face of Solana ecosystem as it is is Sam Bankman Fried. Except that is a fact you want. um, That's an opinion you want to say you don't believe in. But that that to me is what I see. No, I, I think I think when it comes to when it comes to these, you, you have to look I mean, FTX, you're doing a great job. You're doing you're doing great. So it is best to be having maybe accumulating FTX tokens, FTT, because of all the marketing that's happening. But when it comes to the real building right now, I think people are moving away from the Solana ecosystem and trying to move towards that's a sentiment. It, it doesn't it doesn't make Solana. Look Let's see. Solana look. No, no, no. Something else that you also have to consider that made Solana like kind of blew up recently was the fact that minting NFTs on Solana ecosystem was way cheaper or is way cheaper than minting on Ethereum system through OpenSea. That's just but also something else you want to consider is that at a point people started making just fake dumb shit on Solana that even Tristan, Tristan that we had here two weeks ago and other people within FTT FTX had to actually start tweeting that please stop making fake things because it affects the ecosystem. At that point, funds and capitals were starting to already move out because things that were being minted they were just like gibberish, trash, garbage. You know, like garbage. Like it's not not the old NFT space though. Is that not the old? What is this thing? This project called Meet. This is literally just white words on the back on the on the back black background. People think it is valuable. People were copying things that were on OpenSea and literally minting them on the Solana ecosystem. So that affected the ecosystem. Tristan had to make a tweet. Brett had to make tweets to like denounce this thing because it's a decentralized system. They can't take it down. They only have to just be like, you're killing the ecosystem doing this. Like if you want to do an NFT, you want to mint an NFT here, mint something that's original. That happens on every ecosystem though. I mean, the fake stuff that happens on if you're meeting something on that is not on OpenSea 
meeting it on another exchange. There's no way for them to check it. No, no, that but the only possible no, report. The thing is, so I think that is that is normal. I mean, and then, as far as it's art, there's always going to be copies. I mean, even like normal art. I mean, like um, physical art. There are copies of so many paintings. That is something that would always exist with human beings. The fact that people imitate art that is always going to exist. It has always existed with art. So why would it not exist with NFTs? Yeah, please wait. Uh, Sahid, I think Sahid consult. Sahid Adebayo was here first before you. Okay. Sahid, okay. can you hear yeah. us? Can you speak? Yes. Um, good evening. All. Yeah. Good evening. Okay. Um, um, I'm glad for the opportunity and um, good good job we've been doing. I've been listening to this program for quite a, quite a while now. So anytime I come on Twitter and I see, I just jump on it. So quick one. Um, two segments really one is more like a question and the other is um, more like a comment uh, the first one is can you hear me please okay, okay. okay thank yes you. yes all right thank you so the first one is um i so sometimes we i mean that, that includes me we are we are facing the challenges of you know when you have this profit from maybe your holdings from your photo holdings and you just don't have this where you can just put it as um you know where you can just have this passive income sort of um where you can and do stable, um, you know, stable coin and farming and all that. And I always, you know, I'm always with the challenge of where do I pick from, from where we don't have the highest APY and all that and all that. So I don't know if anyone can can guide me on that and um, perhaps be of benefit to others uh, listening as well. Second, it, it secondly, is um, the issue of, I mean, I've been hearing about um, protocol ecosystem. I mean, and I've, been, I've been hearing about the market moving in trend and all that. And um, something came to my mind. I actually about a point or two that I've been holding for say two years and talking about protocol I also understand the fact that Ethereum has been facing a lot of challenges about you know fees and all that and especially L2 and scaling and which which was about the likes of Matic um, or Polygon as we know it uh, the likes of uh, which other one they have Arbitrum recently and, also, and so on and so forth now one is um, also coming to, to the firm I mean it has been there for some time but has really developed its um, layer two don't belong to now, so it's coming out recent. I mean, it's coming out um, in about a few days, and it's called Nomi. Yes, um, today alone, it I think it pumped around Nomi. The ticker is me, N I I N I I. Yeah, so it's it, it is about um, you know, it's it's it, it argues about the security from the other L2 in terms of um, instant finality and low latency, and so on and so forth. Although it is yet to be seen because it's not, it's not totally launched yet, I mean, the the version two, the NAMI 2.0. One, the, the version one has been on the minute for uh, roughly two years or over two years now. So the bottom line is this: I believe this particular protocol or L2 protocol is going to, you know, be a game changer. And um, perhaps some of us should just look into it and see of it benefits. Um, the other part of it is. Um, the other token they developed just to test you know, that will be that will be on the uh, on the nomin uh, protocol, which is the Nifi. So it's more like the Uniswap of that nomin itself. So if I understand better, and from what I've read from the white paper as well, I think they would also have a you know a token reward or distribution or sort of or some sort that um, that Uniswap had the other time. I mean last year when uh, for people that trade on their on their I mean that is their decks. You uh, can man hear us? You yes, next, I can. Man. Yeah, yeah, I can. 
man. Um, Oloye said something about NFTs being average or something. But I don't believe that NFTs are evolving. Like, what we are going to start using them for, their use cases would start becoming more complex. There's this stuff that they were selling on AXS, digital land. I mean, like, if there's going to be a virtual concert, if you own a digital land, you can actually rent it out to the artist. Now, we've actually discussed all this, man. Okay. We've discussed it. There's a thing and Paul were arguing about this saying, oh, I won't buy the digital and make my son go. I won't. But we, are, we, we, we do know about um, all of these things. I mean, the evolution of the metaverse itself. So that is that is not uh, something that we need con- convincing on. Or at least most of the guys that are here. I'm not, I don't know, I've not even bought physical land finish. I'm not buying digital land. Maybe Paul will. I would rent Paul's land <laughs> when I need to do it. And he brings me in metaverse, but yeah, no, 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 it's just, it's just not me. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of too, too old school. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm Paul, Paul, no, no, no. I'm not fresh on NFTs. I mean, my favorite token right now is the XS. I, I, just fucking talking. Yeah. So Paul said something about cake. Yeah. So as far as cake goes, I just did um some technical analysis here. You know, I want to place um look at cake. You were looking at cake. Look at this uh, two price points. Um, twenty point five. Once it breaks that price point, and don't buy the first time it goes up. Wait till it comes back. If that point holds again, then you should put on uh your other there. Once it breaks that place, it is going back up. Or you can buy eighteen point uh eight. So that one, if you're holding for long, that that should be fine. But as far as um technical analysis goes, those are the two price points you want to look out for in cake. If Paul's um, thesis is right that once uh, Binance start offering a uh, lot plenty APY on the token it moves then cake look look out for when it goes above 20.5 when you retest 20.5 or you can just ape into it now at uh, ape into it at 18.8 so don't don't buy at this price right now yeah man I want to can we just get it done and over with I want to go to bed hello Paul yeah are you guys here like yo I think we still have man here he's one of the guys who really like goes deep into Cosmos ecosystem any alphas for us yeah someone said something about taking well Osmosis Zone offers 200% APY <laughs> on sticking bro I'm sorry what is <laughs> that's Osmo um, right? the, the, the ticker yeah, for Osmosis Osmo. Zone is Osmo it's one of the yeah, coins I've, I've been looking farming. to buy I'm sorry, I've been farming since June when it was around 6,000%. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, 6,000% for what? (laughs) On liquidity provision. Uh, I think those people just want to work with no, it. Yeah, that is not sustainable. Nah, hold up, nah. hold up. I hope you know you're not nah, all, all the fuck is that sustainable? <laughs> Tell me how 200% is sustainable. I mean, once they release those tokens, gradually decrease, <laughs> reduce from 6 At some point, they're going to release those tokens. They will see now, we all understand how inflation works. At some point, they're going to release those tokens and the people who fund them will be going to sell them. What do you think would happen at that point. I mean, if you're offering me 6,000% on something, immediately I have the chance to sell it. I'm going to sell it. What happens at that point? It's going to be what you, what you're farming. Is to... What you're farming is different coins within the Cosmos ecosystem. So it's not like... So the 200% I'm getting is, uh, is what exactly? Do you know what you... You're getting Osmo. 
What what kills me only is have you heard about um OHM? Oh I I think I have. I think I have. I think that I one is also three thousand percent. It's defy. What that is when one has heard about it. <laughs> because it is a fucking <laughs> Yeah, what I believe those mean? things, the best things in crypto are hidden. That was my yes. The thing with the thing with the, the thing with the, all lawyers, like, um, but anything, but anything <laughs> you cannot wrap your hand around. It's a party. This is just this is just from an economy. This is just from an economist like point of view. I mean, well, the the more accessible something is, the cheaper it is. Now that is just more accessible it is. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know, I don't know how to. I mean, you are you are open-minded enough to to adopt crypto to be a part of this um the space, but you still find a lot of these things so um, difficult to grasp. Why? It, it, it kills me. Yeah, that's because I didn't. That's because I didn't leave my coin outside of crypto. I bought it inside. Something. Your your favorite coin is AXS. You've been you've been talking about AXS for months. I mean, AXS. Yeah, you can't yeah. find it. You can't you can't find it possible. You you find it unbelievable that people can still. Uh, metaverse lands in AXS that you believe in. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it is unbelievable. I'm saying I want to do it. I mean, today I saw a DeFi where you can get up to 90% APY on the stable today. So, <laughs> Man, maybe it's just because I don't understand how the like it's taking. I stick to trading. That is, that is something I want to build an SG. Yeah. I want to go an account from $500 like one That is my, <laughs> that is my, that is my old goal for the next five years of my life. So yeah, I'm speaking all these things. I just want to build an edge in trading. So when community is because I don't understand, but I'm just thinking about it from an economist like point of view. If you're offering me 6,000% on anything, the moment I can sell that and I'm going to sell it, what happens when everybody is allowed to like sell at the same time? All of us are going to sell and all of us are going to dump on each other and that thing is just going to end up being a rock pool if you're only 6,000% on it. That is just... Um, let me... Let me let me support my thesis on why I think Cosmos is gonna is gonna be, be huge from this quarter leading to next. And now we have NFTs, we have shit coins, we have DeFi, and um, the Cosmos ecosystem. I think we are the only ones that make it possible for different blockchains to actually communicate together. Groovy, and I don't know if Groovy is here, but I, I think we had a brief conversation on this. And I mean, you have play to earn, you have NFTs, you have DeFi. There has to be something that connects all this together. I mean, if you're playing to earn, DeFi comes in when you want to earn or when you want to, like, stake or um, farm. So, there needs to be a bridge that connects. What do you, what do you need the bridge for? Well, I mean, NFTs, the NFTs blockchain, I may say DeFi, have to speak to each other for you to earn, for you to actually earn or actually farm to get something. So, this is where um, um, inter and that one is still on. interoperability. Yeah, this yeah. is where yeah. this is where Cosmos comes in. And I mean Atom is leading, seller is there. So I mean this is where market sentiments will shift. I mean subtricks is a no-brainer now because if pay to end, game five are gonna be a big deal. People have to end. How do you end? This these blockchains have to speak to each other at some point. There needs to be a, a confluence or a convergence. So I mean that's where I believe cosmos comes in uh, into play. But I mean nothing is yeah, we'll, we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. We'll 
would say. I use added one more speed than you were going to be our last speaker because I want to. Sadiq. Hey, everybody. Well, I, I, I just want to speak um, with regards to the, you know, the crazy high APY to start. Um, just from personal experience, like, let's say, like, back in, you know, March or so, I, you know, I would play around with some of these um, Binance Smart Chain um, projects. Um, a lot of them nonsense, you know, just, just exact clones of Pancake Lock and whatever. But, um, you know, I, I started playing around with a little bit of money, then I, I put, like, I put, like, maybe $250 in, and then um, maybe I, I would get in when the price was, like, 20 or 10 cents a token. After a day or two, you know, it gets like a, a dollar fifty. Sell everything, and then later on, and then you know, make like you know, like upwards of like a thousand dollars in just like a couple of days, um, just doing that. And then later on, when I go back to check on the on the project to see how it's doing, um, of course, you know, the price just tanks, you know. Um, so just just to you know, sort of support you know what was being said about how that that shit is not sustainable at all. But um, if you know how to play right, if you can time it right, then you know it may be worth a punt. But um, yeah, 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 I agree. But that is that is what punts are. But I think what best people will get it. But I think what you're fit. doing is farming, right? You were farming, right? So I mean, I, I was farming, but I mean, I, I was making most of the gains off of the the increase in the in the uh, in the token price. Um, so it's, I, I guess capital gains essentially, right? So I, I'd get in right, right when those projects launch. I'd keep an eye on like what's launching, and then you know I get in with like ten cents or something and then by the time you know people start being attracted by the crazy APYs um, then you know um, the demand drives the price of the token up and then that's when I get the fuck out of, <laughs> of Dodge that, that is exactly how to trade the market man. I think you have a mark there just stick to it that's, that's always works I mean by the Saudi for um, basically yeah thanks for sharing man um, run run the crypto human what's up hello run he's having problem with his um, VPN or something yeah um, it's, it's probably time to go to bed now I probably will go to bed um, so yeah I guess as far as uh, this episode goes for me that, that is it I have to fuck off okay yeah uh, man it's time to go to bed options economics, tomorrow economics I don't think, think it makes any point. difference no, we should look at this week are we still sticking to that so what economics what? The, the newsletter yeah. Oh, but um, I mean, HLD already pumped like eight uh, percent yesterday. Mm-hmm. So if you're a trader, if you long with five x, that is that is good king already for this week. That is enough for this week already. Yeah. So uh, TWT it is not on FTX wide trade, so I don't know uh, what it is doing right now. But the uh, long HLD immediately the the newsletter dropped, and I got a decent percentage of. Yeah, so yeah, TWT is on Binance Trust Wallet token. So I mean, I got it like I think forty cents like few weeks ago. So I've literally been selling on the way up and just getting my gains out and just leaving like a little bit to ride. Yeah. So everyone, thank you for tuning myself and the gang on another episode of Crypto Round of Africa. I'm not I'm not a host, so I don't know how to do this old thing, but I'm just really appreciative of you guys that I will listen to a couple of guys just rumble about stuff. Hopefully you've been able to gain a few insights or oh, you understand something's better. And yeah, and that is what we do. So yeah, thank you for being here. We appreciate your presence. Yeah, we hope next week we are able to bring a guest on the show, just as we planned all of September to bring guests. But our guest is currently yeah, here, yeah, so we're, we're working on we'll work on bringing the guest next week yeah. or something. Definitely, definitely. Sure, let's get someone next week. Thank you, guys. So yeah, good night. We appreciate. Peace out.